Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, the author of Psalm 126 is unknown, but it is believed that someone returning from the Babylonian captivity penned this psalm to commemorate the the sadness they felt in Babylon and then the gladness and joy they felt when they returned to Israel. And so traditionally, Ezra has been put forward as a potential author, but honestly, we don't know who wrote this psalm. It was definitely written to commemorate the Lord's faithfulness, and it includes the principle of sowing in tears and reaping in joy. I think that's very interesting, the uh, sowing and reaping aspect and what it portrays. So let's listen now to Psalm 126, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Now notice that last expression, carrying sheaves with them. I'll come back to that as we go along. And so, as I said, it's believed the situation was uh, this was penned to commemorate the return from Babylon. If that is indeed the case, and uh, we think that it is, then this would be among the youngest of the Psalms. It would have been written somewhere around 500 B.C. or even after that. And so it's um, a fairly recent psalm in terms of the uh, the full range of the psalms, the first having been written by Moses roughly 3,500 years ago. This one may have been written less than 2,500 years ago. So it begins with the ancient prefix, a song of ascents, which delegates it to the collection of psalms that were used during the pilgrimage feast as people would approach Jerusalem. And then we have this really magical expression in the first verse. I I like the wording of this so much. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Now, friends, this conveys the thought that it was just unimaginable that they would ever see their homeland again, that the captivity, the 70-year captivity in Babylon had become the normal way of life. And the fact that the Lord would once again return Israel to their own promised land and reestablish them as a nation and ultimately uh, rebuild the temple and all that was included with that, they were like people who dreamed, those who experienced it. It was like a dream come true. I don't know about you, but in my life, I've certainly had things happen that uh, both good and bad, sadly, that seemed almost like I was um, in a dream. It seemed surreal to me. So we can definitely... um, understand how they felt in their humanity with the magnitude of these events. Verse 2, our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. How appropriate is that? 
that they would have been laughing and singing joyful songs as they returned to Israel and afterward. And then verse 2, part B, Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. You may recall that the Babylonians and the Persians were aware of God's hand on Israel. They were both um, in agreement with the Lord restoring his people back to Israel. And the, the mere fact that the Lord did this was known among the nations that surrounded that area in the Middle East and beyond. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy, is verse 3. And of course, that is true of us in our day as it was of them in their day. Then there's a prayer for even further restoration of fortune. Verse 4, restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. And so even though they were returned to their land, there was a, a realization that there were even greater restorations to come in the days ahead. Now, these next two verses gave rise to a song that was written about 150 years ago that you may have heard. The next two verses were the inspiration for the song, Bringing in the Sheaves, that was written in 1874. So listen to these two verses. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Now, sheaves, of course, were stalks of of wheat and grain. The matured fruit was contained in a sheave, S-H-E-A-V-E in English. And so the, the bringing in the sheaves that was written in 1874 was talking about those who sowed in tears and who reaped uh, with joy. They reaped a harvest with joy. This is talking about godly people who um, had gone through a difficult season, but eventually that season had passed and a harvest of joy had come. And so God's people may go out weeping, but they will return with joy. That's the upshot of this psalm. Listen to some of these words from that hymn from 1874. Sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontide and the dewy eve, waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. And of course, you recognize that the the Jews were rejoicing as they returned um, with the fruit of their prayer having been poured out in the form of their favor with the Persians and the Babylonians. Continuing with the old hymn, Going forth with weeping, sowing for the master. Though the loss sustained our spirit, often grieves. When our weeping's over, he will bid us welcome. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. And so, friends, just like the Jews, sometimes this life um, throws things at us that are very difficult. None of us um, have endured 70 years of captivity like they did as a nation. And yet some of our forefathers did in various ways. But when freedom comes, it's almost like a dream. It's almost like it's too good to be true. Friends, one day the troubles and trials and the bondage of this life will be behind us. We'll all be set free in the Lord. We may have a season of weeping now from time to time, but those of us who sow seeds of prayer and weeping will indeed return with Jesus with songs of joy, carrying the fruit of our lives that will last forever. Lord, we thank you 
for what you've done in our lives. We thank you for returning Israel to favor among the nations in that generation. May it happen again, Lord. Reverse the fortunes of Israel. Make them great among the nations, both in the natural, but more importantly, spiritually. Give them grace to recognize Jesus, their Messiah. Let this be the season of their redemption and their favor. And Lord, we thank you that we too, from time to time, sow tears of sadness. But Lord, as much as we lean into you, we'll reap a harvest of joy in due season. Remind us, Lord, that whenever tragedy comes our way, it's always right to draw nearer to you. If we do that, we too will return with rejoicing, carrying in the fruit of our lives in the fullness of time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.